What's up, everybody? What's up, up? It's good to be back. Bonjour. Come on, telly vous. Multicultural in this. (laughs) How many languages do you guys know how to say hello in? Bonjour, hello, hello. Hola, yeah. Hola, Hola. Shalom, Uh, right? Shalom. Yeah, Shalom. Wait, no, isn't Shalom? Thank you. I thought Shalom was hello and goodbye. Oh yes, like, you're right. You're, yeah. right, you're right, you're right. And right, in right. Hawaiian is what's the one that's hello and goodbye in Hawaiian? That's Aloha. Aloha. Aloha, Aloha yeah. 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 There's also Ni Hao. Ni Hao, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're bringing some uh, interesting ones because right. <laughs> yeah. uh, someone's traveling. German, German is German is kinda like hello or guten tag. Oh yeah. It's guten and tag. W- which one is welcome in? Oh no, that's welcome. Yeah. But I guess that's agreed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Welcome. There's like but, sal- there's salam. There's namaste. Yes, yeah. Namaste. Yo, Toby's gonna yeah. kill us. Yeah, I know. Maybe I should have <laughs> asked this question. <laughs> Making us look mad, ignorant. Toby just dropping like. I was, a, I was about to be like, "Hello is universal, right?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Toby's like dropping I mean, 150 I mean, of them. I mean, He's just like, bitches, I traveled this world, motherfucker. Get out of here. <laughs> Man, I haven't gone to Europe in like a couple years though. That's I the one you. thing that's. Well, I, I got to put it back on my list. Yeah, I got to do something in Europe. I went to Europe, what, 2009, I think was the last time. Oof, no, 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 no. Time. I went to Europe. I went to Barcelona after. I went to Barcelona. Oh, after. That's that true. was the last time I was in Europe was Barcelona two Barcelona, years ago. Yo, Barcelona was beautiful, man. I was there for like 10 days. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's I was there for a week. Yeah, a, fr- for a, week. a friend of mine was uh, is a DJ and he, tra- uh, he tours Europe. Oh, dope. Um, so we went out and he lives in Barcelona, like he's stationed in Barcelona. So we went out there and we just kind of like hung out with them and the locals. It took us everywhere. It was a lot That's of fun. Awesome. Actually. It's kind of nice when you know someone there and they just kind of take you around. And no. we played like chess in the park. Oh, oh one, <laughs> one hilarious story from one of the times we played chess in the park in Barcelona. Um, so we're just chilling. It is like I'm there with Paige and like there's about six or seven of us. And all of a sudden, pages. I'm sitting down playing chess with this guy facing me, and pages on my left. I see her head turn to the right, and she sees something, and she goes, "Oh my God, rat!" Right? Oh, yeah. But I mean, it happened so quickly that like I didn't have a chance to react, but I just moved enough. This massive, big ass rat runs right past me, and I think because I turned and fledged. It kind t- of avoided me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ran straight for my friend I was playing chess and oh, ran up his leg oh over my- his dude over oh. his chest <laughs> and and hopped over him, dude. I have never seen a look of horror in someone's eyes so much. <laughs> and the touch like the claw of the rat like kind of touched his mouth. Oh. And dude, we all we couldn't like it ran across his face. Like we couldn't I, I couldn't believe A, I couldn't believe it happened. Dude, I couldn't believe so it happened. Touchy. Me, everyone, everyone was, was in such shock that the only thing we can do was like laugh but we felt bad that it happened to that him that is so dutty like, that's just like a that's a day ruiner dude that was yeah, one of the that's gross hila- i don't think that'll ever happen again the way oh. it happened like it literally decided to that's instead of running so around <laughs> just ran through it. oh that's my so god fast. so fast too like you can't react because they're quick just freaking ran up up his body and Dutty. across his face and gone i didn't think there was and a- like he ran to a washroom and like washed his face and his mouth and like, i didn't think there was a worse of like just like you know when a bird shits on your shoulder because that's like oh, the rat bad. equivalent no. this, is, this is way worse to be honest <laughs> i'd rather is- get shit on than have a rat run across my face yo they say a bird's and, shitting and on you is good luck 
Exactly. Yeah. This is probably the worst luck yeah, you yeah, ever yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. And oh, like God. we were supposed to go out that night. Nah, he wasn't down anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I've been soiled by the world. I need to just oh, stay and be clean. That's too. That funny. was that was one of the craziest like. And I'll never forget that. Now I have that forever imprinted in my mind. I saw a rat run across someone's face while I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> that that's is crazy. So disgusting. Oh man. Yeah. I don't. Crazy. I don't want to say his name in case no, no, this brings fair. back that's to PTSD. Fair. If he yeah, listens yeah. to this, <laughs> no, that is one hundred percent fair. Oh my god. I almost threw up. I love that it, this started out as like, man, Europe is beautiful. We need to go back and ended with <laughs> a rat touched my friend's face and he he felt his night was ruined. <laughs> oh, man. But I did win those two games of chess. Though. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's fair. <laughs> Mental playing, game. Yeah. One. <laughs> I don't think it's fair to beat someone who's like mentally completely gone. <laughs> oh, God. It's just like, He's like oh, wondering if he has diseases or you're like, checkmate, oh, bitch. No, no, no. We, were playing, we were playing the third game. Game when it happened. Oh, that, game. Okay, okay. that game, that game, that game was done. There was no, there was no one sitting down. We left I was, the park. I was gonna say, right. I was just like, my queen just took your king. He's just like, I don't give a fuck. There's a rat in my mouth. You know, like yeah. the rat king just took my face. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, All right, oh, well, man. guys, that was uh, great. I, I like that. This is uh, this is about comic books, by yeah. This is that's <laughs> We are a uh, bi-weekly geek talk show where we discuss and review comics. Uh, we usually do an ing an issue, an arc, or a series. Uh, this week we're going to be doing The Magic Order, which is a recently released uh, in our timeline, because you guys are listening to this a little bit later. Uh, but The Magic Order recently released, and uh, Mark Millar and uh, Olivier Coipel who worked on this. Olivier, someone who I actually have met multiple times. I, I used to see him every year at Fan Expo in Toronto and bumped into him randomly on the street in New York once, which is one of my favorite, favorite random moments. It was because I used to go to New York every year for a, uh, a music festival, a college music festival. And the college music festivals always started the Tuesday after New York Comic Con. So he mm -hmm. was in town and we were both on Fifth Avenue. And I just, I was just like, Yo, Olivier? And he's just like, hey, man, toi. And then he's from France, so we started talking in French, and it was really okay. cool, and we took a picture, and I always laugh when I think about that. Oh, man, you you, you have your, your your talents deep in the industry. You have this going on. You're influencing Spyro uh, into the Spyro. Yeah, no, no. Like, oh, I didn't awesome. influence anything in this one, though. I wish I could say that, like... Yeah, I told him about my grandmother once, and then he drew this lady drowning in a taxi. It's just like, it's a little dark, but, you know, it's cool that my grandma... No, you know, I'll like, take it. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, so, uh, you know, Mark Millar is someone that we've... I think we've covered some, one... We've done his comic. A few. We've yeah. done, we did Chrononauts. We did oh, yeah, uh, true, true, Empress. True, true. Yes, true, 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 true. Uh, so, we're going to be doing the Magic Order this week, and then uh, the next uh, issue is going to be another Mark Millar, uh, mm -hmm. Nemesis, if I'm not mistaken. So... Uh. You guys are in for he's a got, treat. He's got a ton of work out there, this Mark Miller. Yeah, guy. yeah, he's a talented man. He's like, doing good very, work. Very talented That's why man. he keeps coming back. So we well, are we are going to be having a little bit of fun today because at least I think it's going to be fun. We're going to do the elevator pitch, but I'm, I, I don't know. You know what? I'll save it. I'm not even going to say anything. Let's start with the elevator pitch. Who wants well, to go first? Well, we got to do the, are you going to read the synopsis first? Oh, yeah, true, true, true. I have to read the synopsis. Yes, yes. <clears throat> I'll get into my, I want to try an accent with this one, guys. You think I should try an accent? British. Call for it. Okay. I challenge the British. I, I, I imagine that some of the people um, 
who <laughs> are in this one are British, so I, I'll do my best. We live in a world where we've never seen a monster, and the magic order is the reason we sleep safely in our beds. Magic meets the mob in the magic order, as five families of magicians sworn to protect our world for generations must battle an enemy who's picking them off one by one. By day, they live amongst us as neighbors, friends, and co-workers, but by night, they are the sorcerers, magicians, and wizards that protect us from the forces of darkness, unless the darkness gets them first. Mark Millar's first Netflix comic book drawn by the incredible Olivier Coipel, who has worked on The Amazing Spider-Man, Thor, and many other titles. Okay, so that's that synopsis is that not... Good? Is not and first of all, pretty good job holding onto the accent. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I thought it was gonna fall apart. I, I, I lose it pretty quickly once I start. <laughs> um, so that synopsis kind of is lost on me because, yeah, I wish there was more of what they described. I know. Okay, wait, wait, right. do, do your elevator pitch yeah, first. Yeah. Do your elevator so pitch you're doing the elevator pitch, yeah, first. elevator pitch first. Me, okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> elevator pitch for the magic order, uh, okay. Imagine the movie Now You See Me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like imagine a crew like that. Yeah. But they're tasked with protecting the world and defending the world instead of actually looking after their own selfish gains. Um, yeah. But I guess that's pretty much honestly, I, and it's it's hard to explain because I wanted more out of, out of this. Yeah. Wait, wait, don't get to that part yet because I, I definitely have a lot of those things, those comments to make as well. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I definitely know exact. I know exactly where you're coming from, and I think we are going to have a very good conversation because mm -hmm. I think we are all on the same page with this. Um, okay. But, but yeah. So imagine the crew from now you see me are just in a in a in a clan or in an order of sorts, and they're tasked with protecting the world, um, and betrayal and hilarity. And actually, there's no funniness, hilarity in this. It's yeah. kind of like a morose. Yeah, 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 it's true. I was going to say. It's very morose. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the only elevator pitch I have. I'm not trying to sell this, be honest. <laughs> oh, that's a comment in itself. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, so like, you know, I run I run to the elevator. Bing, bing. Put my hand in the elevator again to see my boss. I'm like, yo, okay. So I have an idea. He's like, all right. I'm like, what if all the world's problems weren't really the world's problems? It was actually a bunch of magicians and wizards fighting each other the whole time and they just made this a big mask and in reality these there's like a specific group of individuals that actually take care of everyone to make sure the world doesn't go to shit versus any type of like mysterious elements or god knows why my boss is like yeah that that's cool you can do all that in the first issue no 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 screw that <laughs> i'm gonna focus on the main family that runs this joint yeah called the magic war he's like all right all right all right and then we're gonna get into the crazies like nah nah we're not gonna do yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna go into the drama of that family because <laughs> yeah. some shit's gonna happen to one of them you're not gonna know till the end but you're gonna be like yo man i feel really bad for this guy but i know he's like super powerful He's like, all right, and then he's like, and then it ends. It ends. <laughs> you, you know what? You know what? It's reminiscent of when when we'll, we'll get to it afterwards. But the guy that you're talking about in the end that kind of you know does this thing, which again we'll get to. Yeah. Um, what's that movie with Michael B. Jordan? Um, one of his first movies where they had superpowers. 
Oh, Chronicles. Chronicles, yeah. It, it, it literally, there was a scene at the end where he's floating in the air and he's like gone mad and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it, and he's begging him to stop and stuff. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. You're right. That is yeah. like a shot for shot at the end. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. yeah, that's very good. Uh, so, yeah. my elevator pitch Hey, boss, uh, you got a couple minutes. Okay, I got this idea for you. Uh, we have a whole bunch of characters that we're gonna throw in. We're gonna make, we're gonna introduce some cool characters, really interesting characters. We're gonna have an escapist who seems to be super cool. We're gonna give her, give her some really cool backstory. We're gonna have some fun flashbacks with her. We're gonna introduce like a brother that you know we don't even really talk about that, that other brother because there's like her and then the main brother. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other brother that they barely introduced, and I always thought, man, that's rude. But anyways. So we're going to talk about this other brother just a little bit. Not going to give you enough. We're going to talk about an uncle. We're going to keep throwing him in. We're going to keep pointing at the uncle, but you're not going to really understand what's going on. And we're going to have the dad. He's going to seem like he's super important. Then we're going to have the bad guys. They're going to be like really nasty, bad people. Like, And we're going to tell this really dark, dark, depressing story. Like the type of thing that once you read it, if you were alone in a dark room, you're going to start thinking, why am I alive? Like you're just going to start questioning your existence. And then we're going to end it really abruptly. And you're going to feel like that was a cheat. That's a... Uh... Yeah, and then uh, that and then that will be why we'll have more because people will really want more because they're gonna be really upset with that ending and they're gonna want more. So that way we'll have this comic forever because we're always gonna end it. We're gonna build up really cool stories and we're always gonna end it abruptly and poorly. And people are either gonna get really mad and stop reading or they're gonna be like, okay, they can't mess it up that bad next time because they write really great openings but then just fall short, like a cliff, like a yeah. cliff. This went by so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I want to know more about this. I know. What? How about this? Per- no, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, thank you. So, anyway, okay. Hey, that's review. That's review talk. <laughs> so let's that's get into it, talk. guys. Uh, obviously, we have a lot to say about this one. We won't make it too long for you guys. But if you guys haven't read, this is one of those comics that I will say, if you haven't read it, read it before we do the review. Because I want, like, hopefully, because we are going to spoil things. But there's enough of this one that I feel if you haven't read it and we're talking about it, you'll still enjoy, but you're going to be like, okay, I really want to know what you're talking about. And I really want to see what you're talking about because there's specific things in any case. And there's a lot of good in it. There's a lot of good in it. It just, it kind of spells itself actually halfway through. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, So yeah. So let's get into it right now. We're going to be going into Judgment Call, which is another segment that we do. Judgment Call. uh, Oh, you know what, Dave? I'll let you introduce Judgment Call. Cool, cool, cool. Well, Judgment Call is uh, a little segment we do. uh, The tagline would be, we fight for our right for our character to be in the spotlight. It's a moment where we say uh, uh, for any characters that have been underutilized, not used at all, or just improperly used to fight for a chance to say why we think they should be basically put up on a on a pedestal put up on this on the main stage uh, you know take someone else's spot who's been squandering theirs so we give each participant uh being two of us one and the third person being the judge uh two of us three minutes to to hash out our reasons why after we're done we have a minute each to trash down the other person's character in any way we see fit uh, sometimes it gets rel- relatively heated which is always fun and then the judge you know he makes his call that's about it and this week, I think it's me versus Toby. Yeah, that's right. That's mother f- right. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, these ones are the ones that I I both love but dread because you guys get so intense sometimes. We don't have a twenty plus year history of a friendship to to be soft on each other. <laughs> Toby, we haven't known each other twenty I, I, years. Yeah, I'd go even harder on you if that was the case. <laughs> True. That's true. It's, he's not lying. <laughs> you guys, you guys don't. You guys hold back. I don't hold back with Toby. Well, 
little. No, we don't. In the, it, I'm just not as the, aggressive as the, either the, of you. In the uh, in the rebuttal part, I find you guys hold your punches a little bit. No, no, no. I was going to say. my humble opinion. I, I don't feel I've held back. No, it's because the reason <laughs> whenever I go against you, the reason I do it is, and I'll, I'll finally admit this now, and I'll admit this only once, I really go ham and it always makes you laugh and then I like to play up the fact that you're laughing at me because people can't see it but I make tons of weird faces at you as I talk and I like like point and intonate like certain ways so and then true. you start like cracking up and I'm like and then he's laughing at me your honor <laughs> so I definitely play that up I'm not yeah, gonna lie so many times. I have a lot of fun with it I really want this to be recorded live like video so many yeah times. I might edit this whole part out so you guys will never hear me say this <laughs> oh god uh, that's great oh, well that's since funny. I guess He's been. I think he has more wins this season so far. I had a rough um, beginning. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had a rough season one, but season two has been kind of your uh, your selections have been prime. I think. He's, he's um, I think winner seat. winner in this case defender of his belt should go first. All right. Unless unless the judge says otherwise. Obviously. No, no, no. By all means, Toby. I think that is very fair and it's very gentleman of you <laughs> as you prepare a probably a very stellar <laughs> debate for yourself on your end. I was might have one. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, once again, in this corner we have Dave. And Dave, your time begins now. All right, Your Honor. I'm going to bring on the man who's prideful about his people. He's always had a pride. He wears his pride on his face. Oh, no. The one with the big M on his face. Oh. Okay. I'm bringing up Lucas Bishop. Oh, okay. Bishop the X-Man. So, just a little... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're going with that, but... Uh, so, a little background story if you will or history if you will uh he's an energy absorbing mutant who could absorb radiant energy that allows him to uh collect energy and throw out blasts and or increases strength or healing which also makes makes him almost invulnerable this type of power also helps him protect himself against telepathic and kinetic energies as well he's actually the great grandson of gateways his interesting history starts with the fact that he's from the future. He's from concentration camps where uh, mutants try, uh, sorry, humans try to enslave uh, mutants. Upon escaping, he uh, ends up getting raised for a while by a man known as Witness, who you find out eventually is Remy LeBeau, Gambit in our current uh, present. And when Remy is talking to him, he's like, I changed my name to Witness because I witnessed the downfall of the X-Men, which actually makes Bishop think that Remy is the traitor amongst the X-Men who killed the X-Men. He eventually does go back in time to go and fight along the X-Men to explain to him the horrible futures that come around. By doing so, he's been in many interesting story arcs, including Executioner's Song, where he and Wolverine track down Cable, who that who they believe killed Professor X, and then find out that it's Strife and help take Strife down. He's the person from the Age of Apocalypse series that is the only person who knows what's going on because of his time traveling and is the one person that convinces Magneto of what's actually going on, which thus then saves that reality or our reality because it's actually technically our reality warped. He then, when, come, when he comes back, he saves the entire X-Men by taking a blast from Onslaught, which actually from Onslaught's words says that he would kill a thousand mutants with that and you somehow save them, which then saves the X-Men in their future reality. The interesting twist is that when he goes back to the future, everything's fucked up, which then makes him, uh, again, an interesting twist, makes him the greatest foe against mutants because he's convinced that Hope Summers is the reason why the future is as it is, and he becomes a nemesis. He then tries to kill her as a child, where Cable and him have a long, length, lengthy feud, which is an amazing feud. He takes her on, 
as a baby, as an adult, in many different forms, every time the fight being even more epic than the, pre the previous. He's been only known in the animated series. He was horribly done in the with a fake Idris Elba in the, the movies. And well, the poor man's wow. Idris Elba. And then too many, in short, too many stories of a man who has been, too many interesting stories for a man who's been given too little time, thus never getting his due. Mic drop, gavelin drop, bam. All right, all right. So that's uh, two minutes fifty four seconds. Very good. That's uh, that was very interesting. <laughs> Poor man's Idrisova. I don't know. Uh, no, he said he said a fake Idrisova. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about right now? I know the actor he's talking about too. The, I say with how I say with how he was looked, how he was make make up, like oh, how okay. how he was presented in the film. It's like you wanted Idrisova. That's. I'm not I trying thought, to get an extra points. No, I just no, wanted no, to clarify no, no, no. that. That's fair. That's I'm not trying I to be like racist talking, or something. I thought you were talking about the actor that played <laughs> him, the, from uh, yeah, and, exactly. and, and Tushab. And like, uh, uh, what's yeah. his name? Omar. What's that guy's name? I, anyways, we'll find it out later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Toby, you ready? I am. All right. Your time starts now. This one's a twofer, folks. What does that mean? It means you got two for the price of one. You get two stories side by side happening pretty much sometimes at the same time and they also happen at separate times why because this character is made up of two people oh. ladies and gentlemen the first firestorm oh. was an amalgam of two people okay. ronnie raymond and martin stein now to just understand what firestorm storm is i'm just going to tell you a brief little synopsis about how they became to be uh ronnie raymond was in high school trying to impress a girl you know, gets humiliated while he's trying to impress this girl by her, I guess, boyfriend uh, or this guy who was interested in her, the star of the football team, we'll say. Uh, and Ronnie, being embarrassed, decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to do something valiant because I know she's into helping the environment and stuff like that. I'm going to go and sign up to be an activist. Uh, he signs up for this anti-nuclear activist group led by this guy, Eddie Earhart. And then it turns out that Earhart was actually using this group as a cover-up for his criminal activities. Ronnie tries to stop him. The protests turn violent. Uh, the group wants to blow up an experimental nuclear power facility that's designed by Martin Stein. Uh, unfortunately for Martin, he happens to be there the night where they plan to uh, rig the plant to explode. Ronnie tries to stop them, runs in, but he gets knocked unconscious by the group, and they tie him up, leaving him and Martin there to die. Explosion happens, causing an atomic blast, but the explosion that happens actually fuse them together, them being Ronnie and Martin, into one. Uh, and uh, the one who's physically, sorry, Ronnie, who uh, is basically the one physically controlling the body, um, and the professor kind of acts like the voice of this uh, disembodied uh, head. Ronnie then realizes that the explosion actually gave him massive powers. He has... Uh, I mean, <laughs> flaming hair. Uh, he has the ability to shoot fusion blasts. And just to run through his, his powers quickly here before my time runs out, uh, rearrange molecular particles, structures. He can turn pretty much any substance into anything. The only limitations of the power is that the Firestorm Matrix could only create items um, whose workings are understood by the person driving the Firestorm Matrix. Uh, and the main thing here is that there's a relationship between Martin and Ronnie, Ronnie these two people who don't know each other, that actually has to develop. Martin actually initially doesn't ever remember being in the Firestorm Matrix. It's Ronnie who only remembers. So there's all these things happening, and Martin finds himself in situations where he doesn't remember being in. 
he, you know, he, he develops an alcohol, uh, a drinking problem. There's a whole drama there. There's a whole relationship between the two and the bond that they need to actually work these things out to actually understand their powers. Uh, there's also stories involving the Justice League. Um, Firestorm actually becomes a JLA member at a certain point. Um, is that my time? Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Firestorm is a shit, and we need more of them. <laughs> <laughs> well played. That was good. That well was played. good. Okay, uh, that was very interesting. Thank you very much for that. So, Firestorm versus uh, Bishop. Um, I think Dave, you have one minute to rebut the claims that Firestorm is the shit. <laughs> so I will let you start that right now. Maybe a piece of shit, but anyways. Um, I will start off with this. Uh, you need two f to have a supporting cast for mine. For yours, you just need one for mine. Uh, yours has already been done in uh, the, Fla uh, the Flash U uh, or Arrow Universe, whatever. Uh, they did a pretty good job. They actually did a good job. So it's already happened. I know it's not fair to say that it's happened in mine. Didn't happen. But anyways, I know it was not the proper story. There were certain differences, but whatever. Uh, but at the end of the day, although the origin story is super dope, give me a movie, it's done. Bishop could go on forever because he's been around all the timelines he's been in the future he's been in the now he probably has been in the past there's much more that could be said with my character your character although yes he's been part of the justice league although yes his power set is pretty cool he's always been part of the b team bishop's been part of team gold because he's golden boom because he's what golden. a line what a line <laughs> that, that, that tells me nothing all right that was your minute toby are you ready for your minute uh-huh Starting now. Interesting enough, his power is pretty damn passive. He is able to absorb radiant energy. What the hell does that even mean? And create energy blasts? Boring. And he was in a concentration camp. I'm pretty sure we've seen all this before. And you want to talk about someone who's been in all the timelines and can travel in the future and whatever. He had such a minor role in Days of Future Past. And on top of that, he was also... He could have been in the Deadpool movie, but guess what? They decided to go with Cable instead of this boring-ass character you're bringing out that has nothing to do with the Matter of fact, they don't even need him to advance any storyline. This is a refreshing take. My character is actually a character that you have more levels of humanity in. You can actually tell a lot more stories with this character than you can with yours because of the two relationships that you need to build and work on. Your character is shit. His powers are shit. And he really, 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 Sucks. <laughs> I love you. You just using up the time. You literally used up the minute. Like you, you yep. said really just to use the minute. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's a judge of lots of us to say, but that is good. I like no, that. It's good. That it's was good. good. That was good. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not opposed to, to good combat, sir. It's always. It's always. It's always fun to spar with Toby. I, I love sparring with Toby. I see the clock running down. 53, 54. And he said really, really. I'm like, wait, what is he doing? And then 59. Sucks. One. I was like, my God, you're so that's so nasty. Got my timer going. <laughs> but honestly, he's been used a lot too, man. So I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. My character was used a lot. Uh, well, okay. So let, let, man, let's discuss. I could, I could I could rebuttal on your rebuttal if you want. <laughs> let's discuss. Uh, so you both picked characters that I feel are have both seen quite a bit of airtime, comic book wise, television wise, movie wise. They've both been out there and they've had they've been in the public eye. They've both done exceptional things. Um, I'll start with Bishop. Bishop, as you described him, yes, sounds super interesting. 
I think it'd be super cool to do a story because, you know, the, the whole time travel thing going back and forth, different timelines and stuff like that. Um, witnessing uh, things that have happened in history, affecting things that have happened in history sounds super cool. Toby does make the valid point, though, that we have seen some of that in different characters, and it is a thing they do quite a bit. I mean, funny enough, you countered with your character, Firestorm, who's literally in that story right now because he's on, he was on a show about time travel and affecting history. So it's actually kind of funny you guys pick these characters because the whole time travel aspect is pertinent to both of them. Um, however, Toby, your character in his comic book doesn't have the time travel aspect. No, the the yeah. Legends is very much a television thing. Um, I do think... I'm trying not to think of the television show. But yeah, I will... Po- yeah, uh, I will point out that one of the things that you pointed out did they did do slightly well in the TV show where they tried to discuss the two sides and why the two sides' lives are affected and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I, I mean... Uh, as a comic book, that does sound interesting to me too. So, for me, this comes down to more: Do I want to read more about history as it's affected by a character, or do I want to read more about um, how two people have to manage their lives and at the same time? Because it's one like Luke is one person; he doesn't have to answer to any uh, bishop. Sorry, is one person doesn't have to answer to anybody to do what he needs to do. Those guys have to answer to each other because if one's like, "I can't do this right now." You know, uh, I, or you know, Mar- you said Mark- Martin disco- the developed a drinking problem. Yep. Like that to me is a major part of. I mean, alcoholism is definitely overused. Any kind of addiction is overused in comic books, but the idea that he has to be sober enough to remember the elements and the breakdown so that Ronnie can actually turn you know this rocket into flowers in time is an interesting story to me and unfortunately for you dave i lean towards it's fine only because i like I, so toby you are the winner this week yeah. um, he's got he's got one i'm yeah. happy to give him this one. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the reason i i'm interested in it is i love bishop bishop seems like yeah. a super cool character it's just that right now bishop would seem like a cable clone if they did a movie um, he would, and you know, in the comic book, he's had quite a bit of visibility. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't, he hasn't had a chance to run his own title as much. I think that has more to do with, you know, Marvel and not necessarily loving a black time traveling character. Um, also, it's hard to write a back black tra- time traveling character because of, I don't know if you've <laughs> watched, time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've watched Timeless, yeah. but like Timeless, one of the big jokes is that the black guy on Timeless is just like, there is no point in history that's good for me. Because he was any anything prior to like the civil rights and even well, after the civil rights, but anything prior to the civil rights, he's essentially just treated like shit. Um, There's even a meme I sent you where like two scientists finally break through and create time travel, one black, one white, and the white one's like, let's travel back in time, and the black guy's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. And that's the thing. Like, so for so it would definitely be interesting for a writer at Marvel to write the story of Bishop as he traveled through time and as he affected time, you'd have to lean a lot more in the future than in the past. But if you're writing the past, it would be interesting to see how you write the past Uh, and how, you know, is he, is he going to be a slave? Is he going to hide out with slaves? And that's, that's the type of stuff that would be super hard for them to write. And if you don't write him hiding out as a slave during slave times, then as a reader myself, I'd be like, well, that's a cop out because that factually at that time, you know, yes, you could have free men 
it wasn't always easy. You had to have paper. There's a whole, there's so many things that I'm thinking that the writer would have to take into consideration. It have to be ninja styles, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, they'd have. Yeah, I mean, yes, go black ops style. Yeah. In in the in the darkness, trying not to be seen and stuff would be interesting and probably better. Um, and, and and like this one, you can explore the power struggles. Like they can both, they both have the ability to summon the firestorm matrix, mm. right? So like one How guy. But don't, they, but really don't they have bad. to be? Don't they have to be like do the. Fusion? No, fusion they don't thing? have to do a fusion. No, <laughs> He's no, doing no, the no. Dragon Ball fusion. I can't remember the words, don't. so I was like, <laughs> it's pretty they funny. actually don't. Like, one person can summon the Firestorm Matrix and force the other person to actually be a part of it. So, like, one could how be having sex or be on a date and, like... How far away yeah. do they have to be? That like, sucks. do they have to be within a certain proximity? Uh, that's a good question. I don't think that matters, to be honest. Okay, so see, these are all things that I feel as a writer you could explore. Like, if one, exactly. like if Martin is a professor and he's supposed to t talk at a school, and Ronnie's here, and there's like something happening, and they're being attacked, can he just call the Matrix? Does Martin get pulled away? Is Martin drunk at a bar? Like, so I find so many interesting stories that could yeah, be told exactly. from a human then perspective. There actually has been storylines where he's been intoxicated and and being a part of the Firestorm Matrix, and that messes with Ronnie's like sort of ability to control yeah. the the whole situation, right? So there's there's just a lot of dynamic things and things that you can explore that are different from yeah. usual comic I, I, book tropes. Yeah, I think it would be cool, uh, and 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 I think it's the type of show that if you wanted to do it well, it's the type of show DC Universe could do because I've seen what DC it Universe, could be in the Titans Universe easily. Yeah, DC Universe has been doing um, Doom Patrol really well. They've gone mm -hmm. way darker than you'd expect. They go. They've been super interesting with the stories and the way, the way they've been writing. And if you had something like that, like a Carver, maybe not Carver, Jeremy Carver, who's the one of the writers and and producers for um, Doom Patrol, and worked on Supernatural, so you can kind of get that sense of humor. But someone like him or him working on something like Firestorm, where you have two characters. Um, almost like a Sam and Dean-esque relationship or one's like the straight edge, which would be the Martin, but then he, the straight edge becomes the alcoholic. Like, I find... I find that could be an interesting show. So, yeah. yeah, and like at some point, Ronnie, I forget why, but develops like leukemia, like a, obviously a former oh, yeah. cancer, and then it like, you know, it's, you know, anyway, there's, there's a lot, there's I, a lot to be told here. I, I just have two things to say. One, Toby, congrats on your first win of the season. Is, this, is it your first <laughs> one of the season? That was, yeah, I think that so. was like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> no, no, it was, no, because it's going to follow up with this. I hope you take on Doc because I want round two. Uh, <laughs> so you better bring your yeah. A game. You have to bring your A game at least twice in a row. <laughs> All right, I got this, I got this. All right, guys, so that was our judgment call. If you guys have differing opinions, you can always leave your comments below in this post uh, or, you know, on the Instagram or on the YouTube. We will be posting all of these on YouTube at some point. Right now, the episodes are not on YouTube, but I, I was actually looking at it the other day, and I'm like, you know what? I should start just making these uh, also videos and post them up on YouTube, so I'm going to be doing that. It's actually a really quick transfer now. Uh, I found a tool that does it very easily. All right, so we're going to be going into our next se segment. This is the discussion. Once again, we will be discussing this very interesting uh, comic book title. This is The Magic Order, Mark Millar, Olivier Coipel, um, and it came out recently. This is a very recent title. I think it only just finished. It started in June 2018, but only just finished in February yep. of 2019. Um, there's only six issues, and yeah, let's jump into it. Man, why are there only six issues? Why did he rush this? So, was it because of his order? Was it because of the Netflix order? Like, was is this just a like a like a uh, sort of? What's the, I was gonna say I was gonna say pilot script. Yeah. But it's not. It's kind of like here is how you should tell the story. Everything he kind of tells you how it should start, how it should end, because everything in between happens so fast. And I think like he's pretty much laying out a guideline for how maybe six seasons should go, because this feels like 
this should have been at least like a longer run than six issues. Yeah. Uh, well, let's start with the first, you know, I think the first thing we need to address is what Toby, you said earlier, how the description didn't really match what we read. So the first mm-hmm. thing, I at no point understood that there were five families. No. Never no, I did no. I. The one, when it says, I knew there was at least two. Yeah. Yeah. I thought there were only two families. The yeah. fact that I just read that now, as five families of magicians sworn to protect the world for generations, where where are were there? There was a, there was a time. There was one t- one point where they go back in time and you see Cordelia, who's like the, the little minx. Uh, like yeah, who, Cordelia's the escapist. Yeah, she, and she's also the the rebel magician, if yes, you will. Yes. She goes back in time and you see them talking about I think World War One or World War Two. There, I believe, mm-hmm. there were five people there. Yes, which on the hill. May have suggested that they were all ahead of the family. At that time, but like, what are the families? Like, yeah. uh, no, but that, I agree. Al- there's no Albany, but like, what's the name of her family? Yeah, the I, only yeah. family I know of is the Moonstones. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't do. They don't. It's very subtle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's not. Um, what's the word? There's no. There's no ever recap with this one. Like, like even usually Mark Millar has like a little summary at the end, at the beginning of each uh, comic book to like say what happened in the last one. Yeah. To sometimes give you little tidbits of stuff that were like. You know, maybe you missed this when you were reading. This one didn't yeah. have that. This one was straight to the point, which was kind of good. Like the the one thing that was fun about the comic book in general, it was a nice, fun, easy read. It usually happens when there's no real thought bubbles going on, which there wasn't a lot in this. Well, you didn't have time for a thought bubble. Yeah, because that's true. People were dying way too quick. As soon yeah. as you're introduced to a character, they die in like two pages, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, "Whoa, this guy actually did seem kind of cool." Like, I want to. I wonder how he got in this position. So, I think. What I don't want to happen to Mark Millar, and I think is going to start happening now with everything that he's writing for Netflix and stuff like that, is that he's just going to be writing six issue runs to start a story and end a story and then allow whoever the writers are going to be on Netflix to sort of flesh out what each character is and give, hopefully give the important characters a voice. Because I did not get that at all from this. Matter of fact... um, What's her name? The the daughter that ends up sort of being the only one at the end. Cordelia. Yeah. She... She was my favorite. Out of, yeah. out of nowhere becomes a primary character, to be honest. Because the she, whole, was a, like, she was a sleeper, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, she, she, that, she, I didn't really understand her importance up until, like, the end. It's funny you guys say that. For me, she was a main character the whole time, but only because I liked her. I liked her so much that I was waiting for her to show up. And when when it came down to the end and she was the only one, I was just like, "Well, you guys did say she's a escapologist, so I expected that the escape at the end would be something she figures out." Oh, agreed. My only concern, though, is, and I, I we're jumping ahead if I say this, but the fact that she is she solves the issue by just being like, "I'm a rebel. Of course, I did the thing I wasn't supposed to do that saves everybody at the last second." Snap, yeah, everything's done. It's, I was not like, even, it's not even that she came up with this on her own because she sure she read this book and I forgot the name of the book right now. That's what she wasn't supposed to read. Yeah. Um, do you remember the name of it? Yeah. No, I can find it, but yeah. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, well, so I was, I was going to get... anyway, find the name of it, but she reads this book, obviously in her, I guess at, at some point in her teenage years or adulthood, her dad finds out that she's read the book Yeah. and her dad and her made this plan. Hey, if I die, I need you to use this to bring me back. Because someone's going to be trying to take. It's almost like it wasn't her idea anyway. The oh, way at the okay. end, no, because realize, it was his dad, trick up his sleeve. Yeah, he had this trick up his sleeve to yeah. use his daughter's knowledge. So she doesn't even really get the credit for coming up with anything, really. At the end of the day, because just to give people who are um, 
just tuning in. So one 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 thing about this book, just to give a bit of recap. Uh, so we know that there's five families, and then there's basically an no, assassin. We don't know there's five families. Okay, so That's we the know, major know there's problem. There, sorry, we know there's an there's the, we know that all, wizards exist. All the summaries say there are five families, <laughs> and when you read it, you will literally only hear about the Moonstones and then the other girl, the other girl who I thought was part of the Moonstone family, but seems she was the daughter of another family this entire time. I didn't mm. understand. Anyway, sorry. No, but continue. All, all I was gonna say is that you see there's an assassin killing off wizards. You find out it's at least two families are involved, the Moonstones and the Albany family. I don't know if they even say her last name. Uh, and nope. you and you find out that this girl, Albany, her dad was in charge of like this book, the equivalent of like the Necronomicon in Army of Darkness lore, if you will, that has all the spells you're not supposed to use, like, you know, uh, bringing people back to life. Yeah. So the book is called the Ori Calcum. O-R-I-C-H-A-L-C-U-M. Ori Calcum. I'm not oh, repeating it that. sounds like the Vitamacum. <laughs> from the order okay yeah. interesting yeah and basically this 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 crazy snm looking girl wants her birthright back being this book but the her father was like i can't trust you bitch so i'm giving it to yeah. the moonstones and then it's her assassin trying to kill everyone so she get her book back that's yeah. the premise of the book uh, the, and, the and, I, and I think what's important is we'll, we'll get into the family and, and and tell the story a little bit fleshed out here. But I do want to tell you guys what Mark Millard described the magic order as. Okay. And then let's see if that matches anything that we read or understand about it. So he described the magic order as the Sopranos meets Harry Potter. No. A magical fantasy crime. Miller uh, Millar has said that he rationalized the fact that there were no monsters around by believing that there are people out there that deal with them before we notice, which sure, that's that, fine. Yeah. Um, the comics will look like the Sopranos in that their underworld lives live alongside the real ones and the basic structure of the comics as King Lear, but with magic wands. He might have shot a little too high by saying maybe, maybe through issues six. seven to twelve, right? <laughs> if they gone. existed, <laughs> you know, like but none of the things he said actually, not none, but at least eighty percent of what he just said here match doesn't match the actual story that we read, which is what again makes me believe that that's his intention, and this is sort of just like a guideline, like a storyboard for whoever's going to be writing for the show. Yeah, mm. right. Like, yeah. Yeah, I get. I, I honestly, Mark Millar is such a good. Like when you read Chrononauts and oh, the detail, I, I still love you know, that. I reread Chrononauts like once a month. I love that book. Chrononauts, like when you read that and you see the detail that he put into it and the thought he put into it and the whole mm -hmm. like wild adventure, and you read this. Don't get me wrong, this is good. I oh, really no, it's still, still good. Like, I, we're hating on it a bit. But, but it's, it's it's out of love. Yeah, exactly. Think, no, we're exactly. Not hating on it. We expect we're more from yes. him. We're being yeah, critical. We more. Yeah, we're being critical because we know that Mark Millar is an excellent writer. So when you read this, and I agree with Toby, it really does feel like, oh, I got signed to Netflix. Netflix wants me to pop out something. Here's this draft that I was working on for something. Let's pop that out. Let's make this the first one. And you know, it's in a short window after they announced that they bought me. Like they bought they bought Millar World, mm -hmm. and this came out. What they bought Millar World at the beginning of 2018, maybe or end yeah. of 2017 and then by june this is coming out with even like netflix supported ads and everything mm. so I, I actually thought it was going to come on a netflix imprint it ended up coming out on image i was a little confused yeah. about that but all that to say 
all that makes me worried about the other imprint uh the other ones come like prodigy for example another one that he's yeah. writing i feel it's gonna be along the same lines just I, rush a bunch of content into six issues here's your script yeah I've, and you know? i've been reading prodigy i mean i personally don't love it so far but I, it's, oh, it's, it's not finished out? yeah the first two issues are out maybe okay. all this to say i mean sorry yeah, Tom, sorry I was going to say the last issue of this one only came out in February 6th, like literally just last month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those listening, we're doing this in March, March. 2019. So, <laughs> yeah. So my take on it is, and I everything you said I agree with, I think the characters were super, I really loved, like like I said, Cordelia was my favorite character. So she, let's talk about the Moonstone family. How about that? Yeah. Like the, their so, whole role in this. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll start with, uh, I know I probably shouldn't start with her, but she is one of the first ones you meet, Cordelia. Yeah. I genuinely loved Cordelia as a character because Cordelia is the, I mean, stereotypical misunderstood black sheep of a family. Definitely. The the only thing is she's the black sheep of a magic family. Mm. So it makes it even weirder when you're the black sheep. Uh, You know, her backstory is that her first escape was when she escaped her mother's womb and jumped jumped into the womb of the nurse of or the doctor in the hospital yeah and then that doctor was what uh five months pregnant all of a sudden and carried her to term and then three months three months to term yeah yeah and and you're like and i'm like what the are you talking about like i was reading that and i was just like and then the next panel is her doing a stunt at school, and that the like my other favorite character in this is just the little boy who throws the fire into the oil bin. Yeah. Like that, like this kid is like the best, like the fiery pit of death, ladies and gentlemen. Throws a yeah. match. Like the fact that these are things that were happening as kids at a school. Olivier Coipel, you can see. Yeah, he really enjoyed drawing this stuff. For sure. That he really went into detail, the shadowing. Mm. So Cordelia, everything about her and the art around her, amazing. The best part about that, though, because like you're basically telling her, she's like, explain. You could tell that she's explaining this story to the reader, and you're like, yes. okay, cool. But then you figure out who she's explaining it to, and she's in front of an, uh, a birthday party, yeah, and she's kids. basically getting arrested. <laughs> yeah. And the second she gets actually arrested, she is like, she vanishes and escapes. I'm like, man, this girl's got problems. Oh yeah, I really relate yeah. to you though on a lot of other the aspects, except for that part. But then, th- and then, so that's my problem though. You get so much about Cordelia. I love Cordelia. I love everything about Cordelia. Then Regan, the other brother. Regan, I, I, Regan and his nightclub get shit all. What I don't like, I, yeah. I feel like that was like, and I don't want to be mean or or stereotypical or whatever. I feel like he was a flash in the pan just to say, oh, you know how you sometimes you have a, a TV show and like, oh, we have to have uh, the African-American. So we have to have that. We have yeah. to have this type of person. We have to have this yeah, type of person to, to, to have all the tokens. He was the, he was the gay guy. That's all he was. Is he, he was. even gay? Yeah. I didn't he, know he, that. He keeps, say, he keeps calling his boyfriend. Call my boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. There, there's oh, okay. like more than once that he, they make a reference to it. And then he ends up taking care of the son at the end, which, or the daughter at the end, which makes sense because technically he can't have one of his own, like yeah, uh, but my, physically, but it's still part of the family. You know what I mean? Yeah. My major problem with that whole idea is like... They passed it. Sorry, they pass it by so fast. Oh yeah, no, it's it's almost forgettable. Everything is done so fast. Like mm-hmm. like like Toby, you were talking about how people you meet them in one issue and they die in the next. The black mm-hmm. guy who was a magician who's at the table who's like a delivery guy, who which, then, I, thought about, which I thought was I hilarious. Yeah, you <laughs> forget. That's what I mean. Yeah, so you have a black guy. He lives in Los Angeles because they have that big meeting in issue what two. 
Yeah. Where they I go. Think so, yeah. yeah, they have that big meaning in issue two. I guess these are the five families. Now that I'm looking back at it, I'm like, yeah, I guess they do technically show five families, but it wasn't they clear to they me show that five people. They don't necessarily suggest that they're all not related. Yeah, like the I read that and I was just like, okay, you guys are just having a meeting with like powerful people who are, you know, on the heads of the council. Yeah, you like know, I didn't know they were yeah. families or anything. But anyways, you have this black dude. Um, I, I don't remember UPS the black driver. Yeah, he looks like a UPS driver. And then he dies by getting his picture taken, and he gets, like, st- stuck in a photo. Which you, you two pages after yeah. you see him, by yeah. the way. Yeah, they have a soul camera, which yeah. Madame Albany, who's the evil person here, kind of yeah. takes she takes it from where the reliquary, which is where all the magic relics. Uh, they don't say that's a reliquary. I'm just telling you what it is. It's called a reliquary, yeah. where all the magical artifacts dwell. And she stole the soul camera from there, and that's what she used to kill this guy. Yeah. She took a picture of him, and he becomes trapped in the Polaroid. And then, and then if you it. squish or you cut the Polaroid, whoever's in it dies. So that's how he dies. And the Venetian. But yeah, his, his death was just insignificant as well. Yeah. Insignificant as well, yeah. I also hate um, that the villain is called the Venetian. I, I was like, I mean, it, not that yeah. it... I, I don't know why. I just like it, it, it was very assassin creed like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like um, he looked like a weird British pirate from the like <laughs> days of the pirates in the Caribbean. And like what's funny about the his look is that the so there's a Netflix which is again we talked about this before we went live so yeah. I'll, I'll touch on it real quick. Netflix has a show right now called The Order. Yeah. Um and then they have this this book by Mark Millar that's I guess the magic on a, order. It's, yeah. a, it's called the magic order so I don't know how they're going to differentiate the two but the the look of the Venetian yeah with the mask and everything the order in the Netflix show this is what they wear oh, oh really gosh. <laughs> yeah oh, so it's interesting I'm not that's why I'm like I'm I saw this I'm like this is also going to be a Netflix thing how are they going to separate the two and also you have to change the name you can't have the order and then the magic order and you can't link both worlds, yeah. right? Because they're not in the same universe. Anyway, it just didn't make any sense to me. But so I, uh, I'll, I'll, I will point out the fact that you know, like Toby was saying, like we were, like we we're all saying, this thing moves a little too fast. Issue one, you you introduce characters. Issue two, you introduce the the council, and by the end of issue two, three of them have died yeah. from the council. Yeah. Like I thought that was a little too fast, I, and I realized the reason they were killing them off so fast is because they, if you're gonna do the big bad at by issue six. You yeah. have to kill you have, off you have to go the rest of the team. But man, like it was like if if you read issue two, you issue two I read twice because I really was like, oh wow, I, I'm done this issue already. All I saw was death. I reread it and I was just like, okay, they have the meeting. This guy dies. This woman dies. And then by the end of it, you go after this last one. But for me, and as the people are dying, you have the the head of the order, um, magic order, um, Edward Moonstone. Yeah, and he's trying to rally his kids to kind of come back in because they're all off doing their own things. He's trying to get them back to help fight this evil that's going along. And then he has this one son, Gabriel, who left the magic order yeah. a while ago because his daughter. Um, I guess everyone's pretty open with their families in terms of their powers and abilities. Yeah. Um, which is another thing in the order the Netflix show. The main oh, the God. main guy is also <laughs> the same way. Like his son, who's like maybe ten years old, knows about like the order and magic and all these things. And he actually also gets into similar trouble where he goes. So in this story, his daughter goes in the attic and she has her little. She's like maybe five or six. I can't remember yeah, how old. She's with her. Friend. But she's bringing her friends in. She's like, oh my dad's a a, a wizard and he has a wand and she, she's taking them into his office to show off his wand and. 
she touches it and I guess she dies or all three of them die by touching it. And that was right? a, that she sets was, off a, 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 let, a lightning bolt by act. she does something wrong that sets off a lightning bolt that like makes the wand a conductor and they they get hit. And that exactly. is the biggest commentary on locking away weapons and gun yeah. control I've ever seen in my oh, life yeah, in a comic sure. book. Which was really good. Honestly, yeah, it's that, well that, done. that was a well done yeah. moment. But one thing I want to touch on just quickly about the, the pace. I don't necessarily think the actual pace of the comic book was bad. It was just what you decided to do with that. Like there's certain like I thought the how things were going were good, but the fact of you trying to create longevity potentially with this book. Yeah. And create like don't introduce me if you're gonna do this pace, don't introduce me to a character that might be important just to take them away. Yeah. That That's was the problem. That was the more that was that was the real problem with the because again, how like example, I like the the pacing of everything, but it was just like don't give me a character that's useless. Keep to the main four then, yeah. or the main five, or like because it's it's the four in the family. You have the 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 uncle that's trapped in the uncle Ed, Edgar. Edgar's in favorite, the yeah, second favorite character because yeah, it's Leonard the father. And then Ed, you have the, the, the yeah, is, is it is it Edward or is it Leonard? I thought it was Leonard. I don't remember. Um, but then you have Albany. Oh, no, you're right. It is, it is Leonard. Yeah, it's okay. You have the assassin, and then you have the chick. Sure, you need to have some people around, but like, don't show me somebody. Have them say something that sounds really important and cool, and then just kill them. It's just like the older, the older black lady who died in the taxi. Yeah, she looked so. In, how she was talking in her stance, I'm like, you look like you're like this old lady that in reality she's on the cover. you're gonna like, you're gonna destroy Dude, shit. You, you she's look like on the cover. I when I saw her in the taxi and the taxi's filling up, I was just like, oh, we're gonna see some shit now. Yeah, and I, instead, I expected that taxi to explode and yes. her to be like, who the fuck just did that? Yeah, that that's the thing. Like they made it seem like all these magicians are so powerful, and then and don't get me wrong, I obviously the Venetian and Madame Albany are very powerful. Yeah. On, and, and it makes sense when you find out who the Venetian is because I want course, yeah. I, I want to speak about. So that's the Venetian. actually why I wanted to finish with Gabriel for a second. Okay. So after his daughter dies, he actually feels all this guilt, and that's what made him quit the order, uh, the magic order. I keep saying the order because you might as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, and pretty much, you know, no one can convince him to come back, apparently. And you kind of get a little hints as to why his dad wants him to come back so desperately. He's like, you've always had so much promise and potential. You're stronger than I am. You just need to hone your skills, blah, 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 right? But he just would never come back because, again, my daughter died. That's the only thing that matters to me. My wife is super sick now, and I need to take – she has fibromyalgia. Um, I have to take care of her. I'm not coming back. This is not the life for me. And then, obviously – um, we don't really get much more than that aside from a dad who's in pain from losing his daughter. And then with the Madame Albany, she has this Venetian who's, you know, this super powerful assassin that she has doing all her bidding for her. And this assassin, the reason why we're in, so you guys are talking about like we're introduced to these powerful, potentially powerful wizards, but they're just killed off so quickly. Mm. And then we do get an explanation as to why they're killed off so quickly, but at least put up a fight because they don't really yeah. get a chance to put up a fight. None which of is them. The part I had a problem with too. But he's, it's like he trumps them immediately, and you're like, how can you? How can this stranger? Yeah. Who no, how could you've which, never heard of this guy before? Yeah. Which makes sense when they reveal. Yeah. 
But, but when you're reading it, it's actually super frustrating that you've introduced me to the magic order. These power, these people are supposed to be so powerful, and these very powerful people can't seem to pull their shit together for two seconds to defend themselves. Guys, you know you're being hunted. <coughs> you don't have any wards up. I, I mean, I know I'm talking about other realities and other different universes with magic, but strength in numbers. Yeah, shouldn't stick the, together, like, stick together have numbers. wards up, have something to protect yourself. You guys know someone's hunting you. One guy, the beginning of the story starts with a funeral because one of the guys is killed because his kid is used to stab him through the That's head with so a knife. That's so dope, though. The f it, it's, it's a super, it's a super crazy base. way to kill a character. It was well done. Mm. It's very interesting. Uh, the whole idea of, like, and the fact that the idea is, like, the house is protected. Well, how are you getting in? Oh, well, I was. there's one way to break in. And because, once again, you know, children are usually easily influenced. That's a conversation we were having before the show started. We were talking about mm. children and parents and, you know, adult figures and whatnot. In the story, the idea that a child was the weakness in the home because a child's mind is can be manipulated and that the Venetian used the child to go and walk in. And then, you know, the other one's just like, are you sure they won't hear him? It's just like, I'm not even on the floor anymore. Yeah, because the child's light. The child had the knife. The child was crawling on the bed, stabs the dad right through the throat, uh, up through the head to, to, mm -hmm. from the bottom of the jaw, up through the top of the head. Yeah, it's, it's such a gruesome shot. But the yeah. art, again, the art, Koipel, I don't know what you were on, but you did it. You did an amazing job yeah. there. Um, it's so detailed, but it's also this kind of sense of good God, this is crazy. And I get that the Venetian is that powerful. But then once that happened, like Toby said, strength in numbers, stick together. Why are you guys going about your regular day? You know how dangerous it is. You know how to, if they if they get the book, you know how dangerous the situation is. I know you guys are magicians, guys. For God's sakes, make magical clones of yourselves and send them out if you have to. Well, like for me, the first three deaths, the first three deaths made sense to me. One being the first one that you see. Wait, it, the ones <clears> after <throat> the meeting or like the no, first, no, first like, death, like, the guy I'm in the bed? Like, there's the first one that's the guy in the bed. That makes sense because yes. they don't have any idea yes. what's going on at that point. It's some random guy sleeping, right? Start the chaos, yeah. yeah. Yes. You have at one point where they're trying to figure things out. They know that something's weird. And then this guy who's helping uh, a girl who's not... Um, he's he's like preoccupied with trying to save the life of this girl who's dying from a disease or something because her son gets him and he's like oh you gotta save my grandma or my mom I don't know what it is because she's really really old and while he's concentrating on that it's the guy it's the son besides like hey that book didn't used to be there hey that's not there why did the carpet just change colors and like while so basically while he's already preoccupied he's like holy shit we're in a change spell this is a trap your mom's like the bait holy shit and like by the time he's done figuring it out is that the end of the first issue uh it's second issue i think oh, okay it's in the second issue it's really cool because you, you see the guy like realizing as he's going on he's like i am yeah i'm so preoccupied with something yeah. but that's the trap then it happens and then they have the actual meeting where like what's going on yeah and then the guy the, the 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 black ups guy yeah he he's taken out by apparently this really super magical yeah, weapon soul camera like so like up at that point cool but now you all know that he's powerful you all know he has super dope weapons yeah exactly what you guys are saying why isn't it numbers why aren't you taking yeah. things out um that's fair it's if you wanted to fast pace the first three well, to really even, emphasize even before that there's also the guy who dies by being trapped in a mirror that happens after what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Does it? Yeah. It oh. happens. It happens right after because he's the he's the last guy they go to before he actually they actually start going after the moonstones. 
Yeah, uh, but I think I might think I think you're wrong about the order of the guy because the guy in the house I think is actually after the UPS guys and stuff, because the he, guy in the house the guy in the house folding over isn't an issue too. Exactly. Yeah. So it's the UPS no, guy, it's not, then yeah. the then the then the old lady in the car, and yeah, then the guy in the mirror. Yeah. So by the time you get to uh, so but you, well, your point's still right though. Yeah. By the time you get to the UPS guy, the woman in the in I mean. It seems like it happens simultaneously, though, which is the one problem. That's the other problem. It's hard to tell. Yeah, but, well, you know, because he's on the West Coast in Los Angeles. UPS guy gets taken. Then the next the next page is New York City. It's late at night, which would make sense. New York is East Coast, three hours ahead. But she's in a cab. Uh, go and there's. Oh, it happens at the end of issue one. So two deaths happen in issue one. Sorry, I just wanted to. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so she's in the cab. The cab starts to fill up. It's like, you know, at that point. So, okay. So let's say you're, so you are right. It, the first murder is the guy. The second one is the house, the, yeah. the, 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 everything folding in on itself. Yeah. By the time you get to the UPS guy, she should not be in her cab. Mind you, like I said, it does look like it's supposed to be ha- ha- supposedly happening. Happening. It's, it can't be simultaneous because the Venetian is behind all of it. Yeah. But maybe he's using portals also. That's possible. But because, that's the thing. He, he does have that, that hemoglobin thing that makes him have at least two of his, ver- like you find that when he's fighting, uh, Leonard, he, yeah. there's there's two of him, right? There's the one pointing. He's like flying and he's pointing, and then he has a second hologram of himself right beside him, pointing to his head. But that's so that's the, possible. But again, that's a lot of ifs and buts. That, yeah, that, exactly. That's the thing. If you are gonna write a story and you realize you can't give us every angle so that it is clear to us, yeah, I can fill in stuff for myself. I shouldn't have to though in the comic book, because if I start uh, filling in things for myself, then I could fill in anything for myself. Why am I not writing the comic book? Like, yeah, like uh, you're writing the story and you're supposed to, yes, I can use my imagination a little bit to assume this, that, and the other thing. But if you show me the Venetian killing someone in Los Angeles and then the Venetian killing someone in New York, I'm the one that's figuring out that he possibly can go through portals. Because if he's not going through portals, let's say it doesn't happen simultaneously, then I'm still angry because the woman, the, the older woman, Edith, the librarian, should not have been alone at that point. Because by... No. Or at least have only- her wand in her ha- or a magical device on her at all, like... Put a, a spell well, on yourself yeah, for protection. Yeah, so and how can she not make herself breathe in they water? All, they all have wands, right? Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, it's it's very puzzling to me that you don't have that at your ready. Like, if this is something that is the source, the main source of your powers, I would keep it nearby at all times. Harry Potter, they always have the wands, like, in a freaking holster ready to go. And if you want to compare this to Harry Potter, the main similarity, I actually see what Harry Potter A is the wands. Yeah. Um, if you've ever seen Fantastic Beasts, they are supposed to move through um, society like that order in Harry in the Fantastic Beasts does. Whereas, like they clean up things, they clean up messes, wipe memories. It's the same concept. They protect the main uh, human realm, the Muggle realm, from yeah. all these dark energies and dark powers. Yeah. But the problem with this is the fact that you actually don't. Um, it's just not properly or well executed, to be honest, in my opinion. Yeah. And that portion of it, but I could see where he got the idea from. This it's literally that. And then, the, but even I, I'm sorry, I, I have to say this one more time. How does she not just say, "I'm going to breathe underwater now"? Like that's the thing that always bothered me. Like, so you're trapped in a cool. You're trapped in a taxi. She doesn't have her wand. No, but no, but like, come on. Like, I, I would assume we're not magicians. We don't obviously. This is a fake reality. But I feel like that's like magician 101. Like, like if, if we had to do oh, like I a book, can I breathe underwater? Yeah, like what? that should be like not no wand. Like I should be able to snap my fingers and be able to do that. I should be able to take a toothpick out and 
<laughs> like you know, <laughs> I love the image of a toothpick being your wand. You're just like, don't got my wand, but I got a toothpick. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's a lie. She does take her wand out of her purse, That's but she tries worse. to blow. She tries to blow the doors open with it, and it doesn't work. Instead of tapping her not. neck and yeah, putting gills like, on, that's like a airplane 101. Like you know, you put on your mask first, yeah. and then yeah. you do shit to save people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, mm. uh, uh, and it's funny that we bring this up because then it makes me think of the show The Magicians because the show The Magicians is. I don't know if you guys have ever watched it. There's also Watch a book. Uh, I've talked about the the show and the book on on my uh, on the podcast before when we did Geektastic mm-hmm. Cipher. Uh, it yeah. was the one where I said Lev Grossman, the author, described the girl's chest as like her luscious something boobs, yeah. and, we're, and we're like, Jesus, you gross, creepy bastard! <laughs> like I have not read the book since then. So if you guys go back to Geektastic Cipher and you hear me talking about the the magician's Lev Grossman's actual book, you'll hear me describe how disgusted I am by this filthy old man writing about a girl's bosoms like he's a five-year-old boy anyways but that show yeah but that show funny enough is the mix i feel like is the perfect mix between this comic and harry potter because the show is about people like the characters in the comic book but it's set in a world where they're in a school at bray bills Mm. and that's the thing that's cool like so you know if i was to do the stages it would be like harry potter the magicians the magic order Mm. And then the magic order is the one where I want the most, I'd be the most excited because now they're not in the school, they're in the real world, shit can get crazy, and instead of shit getting crazy, we just keep seeing people knocked off, and I'm so annoyed about that. What I was annoyed about is how, e- like, when it came to, like, the progression, right? Yeah. Since we didn't know about certain characters, like, okay, this guy died, this girl died, okay, I'm shocked about the taxi. Yeah. Um, But when Leonard dies... I was surprised because that felt like it was nothing. It felt like it was nothing considering his level of power. And you're yeah. just like, oh, okay. So now we're left with Cordelia and Edgar? And Re- uh, Reagan. You still have Reagan at that point. Because Reagan. Who's Reagan? Uh, the her, brother. Her, her gay brother. Oh, who they sorry. Don't, that's who, what, that's who, what who, Who's the token, the token wizard in this, which kind of upset me because I'm like. But he's also the like, character You just that... did it just to have a placement that I don't but appreciate he, they that. also did it as. I have he, nothing against the character being. It, you know, he, he, it's just that he's also the character who's just sitting there, just in the background. Like mm-hmm. he's on the cover of issue five blowing his brains out. And I, I remember thinking as I was reading issue five. Wait, who's on the cover? And then, yeah. like, and then remembering as I went along. I, I was like, that's not Gabriel's haircut. I'm like, oh. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> right? essentially, Regan just looks like Gabriel with longer hair, which makes yeah. sense. They're brothers. Yeah. But yeah. like, as you're reading so, it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no. And then they pretty much, because their dad's dead, try to recruit their brother to come join them now because they need extra help. Uh, again, he refuses. And then, obviously, the setup here is now Gabriel is being they're going to go after him and his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And in order to use, just kind of like have a motivation for him to join, which is kind of predictable, obviously. In my opinion, I don't know about you guys, um, I mean, to have him I join mean, the order. The I, twist, the twist is the that twist. That was something I was always aspect. expecting, though. Yeah, like, I knew he was the gonna... second you. The second you read the first one, he's like, "You're the most powerful one." Yeah. Oh, but I. Yeah. It's like cocaine, and I don't want cocaine anymore. And you're like, "Yeah, you're you're gonna come back. Something's gonna happen. You're gonna come back. Everyone's dying. Obviously, you're gonna join." I just. Well, I hope if you ever addicted to coke, you don't go back. But yeah. well, no. But I, I was trying to say because it was like he was addicted to something, and the addiction took away. Yeah. You could use coffee. <laughs> this one yeah. jumped into cocaine. <laughs> Hell of a drug. <laughs> the consequences of having that addiction or that those abilities were too strong for him to want to come back yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, I, I yeah. don't like that. Um, I mean, I, I think Gabriel really stood his ground for a long time with I'm not coming back, I'm not coming back. 
Uh, I think that once you find out the twist at the end, it it is. I want to applaud. Oh. I want to applaud the acting because it's yeah. like it's so good that you you know you act so well that you were I'm disinterested with this whole concept of magic now it is beneath me I've lost too much to it like I'm just picturing but, yeah. like the stage there's also, there's also like you know I don't know who so I'm gonna try to explain this as best as I can because I'm not sure who Millar was trying to fool with this yeah but you're okay so everyone's dead at this point now it's just you the reader and Gabriel in the car yeah. Right. Gabriel's driving down the street talking to his wife on the phone and she's talking about making dinner and stuff like that. And then there's this girl that appears on the street in front of him while he's driving. He gets out the car, goes to see her. And then it turns out that like, you know, she's part of this. Uh, I forget what she was again, but she turns. What was it? Um, yeah, she's turning. She's a young kid turning older and older and older, and he finds out that it's the the monster, like a time, yeah. the time monster it, it, that's kind of like yeah, that's coming after around. him. It's yeah. a so, it's but a soul, like, a life eater. That's, that's yeah, nice. yeah, but that is a huge ruse. Yeah, to fool, <laughs> yeah, to fool, to fool everyone else. Yeah. when there's no one else around. No, <laughs> I, I got that because technically, technically. So I mean, I guess I'm just gonna spoil this for the readers now. So super spoiler. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I we, guys. Once again, this is one of those things we've already hinted at it. But if you haven't read this one and you gen you generally want to you generally want to read this one, if you haven't read this one and you're generally interested in reading this one, stop right now. Stop right now because this and come it's read a, it a, read it quickly it's and come a really back. Really good read. Yeah. Really good read. Yeah, and you guys might have the same points that we were talking yeah. about before. Come back in like an hour or whatever after you've read it and then listen to the rest. But so the Venetian ends up being Gabriel. So with what my perception about this is is that the reason why he does that ruse because i asked the same question think about his situation he doesn't know when any of the family is going to come and ask him to join again he has to make it look like he generally wants to join again and because they're magicians they could potentially yeah. replay like a camera <laughs> what's been going on that and again, I agree that's with a you, but I also hate it. <laughs> I know, yeah. I I know. Because once again, this is us filling in yeah. what we expect. I, I completely because agree. Because Toby's right. Like when I was reading it, and you saw that scene, and then you find out that at the end, Gabriel's a Venetian, and you're just like, wait, I don't understand. So Gabriel was the one that sent a monster after his own family, even though because his wife is in on it. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is this. So, so like, why did you do all so, this? When I found when I got to issue five and I found that out, I stopped reading immediately and I went back to all his scenes. Okay. And I went okay. back to all the scenes of the Venetian because it already bothered me. I'm like, okay, how he talked as the Venetian to other people, I'm cool with. It was very well, but it was him as his self that was bothering me. He did a really good job. The only things that did not make any sense to me, the only, first of all, it was good smokes and mirrors. The only thing that made the hint was him constantly saying, "I don't want to be here because I miss my daughter." And you find out everything was because of his daughter. Cool. But the things that fell, the fact that he took on this like giant, like almost the size of the moon, life sucking demon in yeah. like a minute. He actually says, I only need a minute and kill any he, and he captures him right off the bat. You're like, that's too convenient. And then, but it's almost like, is this really how powerful he is? Then yeah, he can take on the Venetian. Exactly, but like you realize right, like if you if you go in hindsight, you're like, okay, now I know it's because he knew exactly what to do. Yeah. But mm -hmm. then the the other thing that threw me off, and it even threw me off when I was uh, before I found out the reveal, when he just trashes the dude's car 
to when they're trying to get the information from the guy. Yeah, Angus. Yeah, yeah. they revealed that he is way more powerful than anyone. But when they did that, I'm like, that doesn't seem all that Gabriel like based off of everything. Like that was that to me was the hint. Like that's fair. Something's not right. Zero to one hundred. And it, and if it, you're it like, made me like think. You know. Yeah. If you're like, I don't want to do magic. I don't want to be part of that life. And then immediately you jump in and you start whipping cars around. You throw the book, quote unquote, throw the book at him. You hit him with uh, Robinson Crusoe. You have him aging super fast, which is kind of nasty because you just saw a kid dying from aging yeah. super fast. Like there's, I agree with you that it, it's kind of a weird thing to be like. Oh, you know, on one side, I don't want to do magic. On the other side, I seem really angry and eager to jump in. And then he uses the excuse of, they came after my family. Bitch, you came after your family. You came after yourself. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? But the other thing is, like, they were telling him that already. But it's like, oh, no, because he came specifically after my wife. You know what I mean? And, like, even, like, let's say you're Reagan and Cordelia talking. I would kind of be like, you look a little, um... Something else that's stupid about this is if he's really that powerful, he didn't really need all that to take out his sister and the brother. He could have taken them out so much quicker than this. Yeah. He could have done everything in a night. While he was right next to them. Also, yeah. And I, then just end it right there. Yeah. And I mean yeah, I mean, this is us more looking at the universe than the writing, but I would have taken out the sister and the brother earlier. I would have taken out the okay. sister first. Yeah, like I know my yeah, I know my sister's an escapologist. She's re- and like it's why would you underestimate your sister? Like you grew up with this girl, you've seen what she Had can do. Hard. Like that's weird that you would think like ah, I'll save you for last because you're the laziest. No, Nick, she was not the la- laziest. <laughs> like she is definitely not the laziest. She might seem like she's lazy. She might seem undisciplined, but at the end of the day, you've seen what she's been doing since she was a kid, dude. Her first act was five months in the womb <laughs> don't play yeah. with the next one was she went back in time to go talk to, to yeah. talk to your grandpappy she stole <laughs> like, your grandfather's car you as know? a kid traveling through time <laughs> why are you underestimating this woman <laughs> when she wears the shirt that says fight like a girl on the kill- issue six i was just like yes motherfucker fight like a girl because this girl is crazy <laughs> she's been telling you from day one you get her whole she's the only character who's entire history is told to you from literally literally five months in the womb till the moment she's about to maybe die you've gotten every aspect of her story but she's the one you underestimate come on now like that was so stupid so we've talked a lot about the family i'm just curious like like in like I'm 10 seconds waiting, i'm just ten- waiting if we can talk about uncle edgar because that's all i came here for uh, uncle edgar. uncle edgar uh, is my boy well, I was gonna say there's just two characters we have to talk about. I think one we could wrap up in like cool. two seconds. You, you uh, do you. Albany. One is one. One is Albany. She Albany. I just found initially. I thought she was just a whiny bitch. Then she turned super sane or hyper sane, and then was still a bit of a bitch about things. The thing about a villain is, in my eyes, and we've said this numerous times on this show and any other show we've been on, villains make stories. Albany yep. did not make this story no, for me. Not at all. Nothing. Not she at all. Like she was just whenever the Venetian kills someone, she just show up and yeah. kind of like. And just say some smug remarks and leave. Yeah, yeah. it felt like I I, I wanted. The, I almost wish that Albany was just the Venetian. Mm. That the she had somehow clue, split herself. That'd be cool. The only clue or the only thing that we see really into her past is when they have this pretty much this hotel. Yes. Uh, that, the that time stands, hotel. The time hotel that literally is present in all. How do you, how do I describe this? It's connected to no all matter, points no of time. Matter what, yeah, all yeah. No matter what point in time you are, if you go in there, you'll see everyone. Someone from the 40s, someone from the 50s, 60s. Like you all exist the same time, even though you're from different times. Yeah. 
And you're not allowed uh, to talk also, to anyone. It's also a safe place. It's like the Hotel Artemis. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, not, yes. Not, There's no violence allowed. There's no, you know, it's this is like a neutral zone for all wizards and witches and magic magicians yes. or whatever it is. Yes. And then you see her as she's as all the kids go to confront her and say, "Hey, like, let's try to work this out. Um, we'll give you this, 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 whatever they're trying to negotiate." And she's like, "Well, listen, look over there. There's my dad in the 40s. See the way he's looking yeah, at me. He's never." <laughs> yeah, he's never really like you know believed in me. So, so you kind of get a motive, like some hint of like what her motivation is. It's kind of like to prove herself, but it's still not enough. There's not enough like in it for me, like at stake for her. If anything, Gabriel should have been evil the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much what it comes down to. He should. Why is he following her lead? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He is the most powerful. He is the reason why things are actually working out for Madame Albany in terms of like killing magicians and yeah, stuff like that. So like, why is he following her? Is it that, like, I guess, is the idea that well, he needed her support? It, or she's the only one that can use the incantation in the book and he Maybe. doesn't know how to. But once so again, and Gabriel again is trying to bring his daughter back. So I guess that this is why he joined Madame Albany. Yeah. But you could have just talked to your sister and. Oh, I guess again, his dad wouldn't do it. His yeah, dad wouldn't yeah. bring his little daughter back. So this but he, was his but only. He, but he probably didn't know that the sister read the book. I think he I feel didn't like know I, that. no, no I one feel, did, right? I, well, the, the, well, the dad sounded like he did because he's the one no, who the said he had a trick up his. That was yeah. the only one that did. Yeah. But, but when yeah. I say no one did, I mean yeah, no one but the dad. Apparently, at the end there, um, it, it was all just too convenient. Yeah. Uh, towards the end there, yeah. Um, and, but yeah, the main baddie's motivation just was not enough for me to be like, oh, okay. I see what she's trying to do here. Yeah. Um, when the reveal happened, though, when he was the assassin, my initial th thought was like, I won't lie to you. I was really into the book. And then when he, in, in, in the fifth issue, when he kills his brothers, like, I was a Venetian. I was there. I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, that was my feeling. I was like, so seriously? Like, this remorse. is the dude? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And then in issue six, when you're like, so... Even by the time I started reading, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm like, so she's an escapologist. And then, like, she's starting to talk. I'm like, of course she read the fucking book. And then she's like, I read the book. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, the yeah. last issue and a half, although a lot of cool elements, the, the the art style through the whole book, in my opinion, is awesome. Yes. The last, like, of the last <laughs> issue and a half, the first issue worth of reading was so predictable and so irritating. Yeah. I was happy about the end. The end was cool. Uh, and I, we're going to talk about who I, I know you want to talk about, Uncle Edgar, when they when they go yeah. into Wait, the. I want us to really take a moment <laughs> to appreciate Uncle Edgar. I want his own comic book series. I want Uncle Edgar's backstory so badly, in ways that don't even make sense. Like when you see Uncle Edgar, like Uncle Edward made me think of Superman. You know the paper yep. bag speech for Superman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can yeah. only punch you so hard, and yeah. I have to figure out how strong you are, so I can't punch, so I don't punch you and kill you instantly. So when Uncle Edgar comes along at the end, and it's just like, do you think they put me here to protect, to protect me? <laughs> no, they're, they're protecting y'all. I'm a danger. The last time I was out, you don't even know. He's like, I just like that he's flabbergasted at the idea. <laughs> 
Like when he's talking to the dude, because that's the thing. So towards the end, you know, all the pieces fall into place and you find out that the Venetian is Gabriel and that Albany's been working and she promised to bring my baby girl back because we killed her. And it's just like, wait, where's your wife? I thought your wife was with Uncle Edgar. No, that was my shape-shifting spy. And then they show you the shape-shifting spy at the castle, which is a secret castle where the order meets. In, in a painting. Yeah. In a painting. And you see... And that's where the, the fancy book is hidden. Yeah. The, the Ori Colcom or whatever. And you see Uncle Edgar's there walking around with her and you're just like, oh, wait, Uncle Edgar is alone with this person and this person's like beating up Uncle Edgar and he's just like, don't worry, I took care of it. And you're just like, man, this shit's... Uncle weird. Edgar. Yeah, I was just um, like... I actually felt bad for Uncle Edgar first. Me, they didn't put me in here to protect me. They yeah. put me in here to protect the world from yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last time I was out, I killed a million people. You were like, shit. Yes. <laughs> like, Yo, that with was one stroke. Like, I was, in my was... head, I'm like, one stroke, or you just decided to kill a million? Like, I was so curious. Uncle so Edgar curious. is a badman, and they all need to understand that you don't fuck with a badman. Like, the yeah. fact that Uncle Edgar so wait, is, is this he more powerful than he, Is he more powerful than Gabriel? That's the thing. I Uncle feel like Edgar it's... seems like he's more powerful than everyone. That's why I don't understand why they kept his ass in the fucking thing. If you are being hunted and you have this guy but i understand why but they if kept he can't there. control it's because he's that he can't book. control his power he, it sounds like once yeah. he starts going he's like he's like a berserk back that, in the that, day that, that's, right that's like, what i'm saying that's why you leave him to protect the book because yeah. you're like okay the last line of the line of defense is essentially our hulk like we're gonna put you here bruce banner but you know we're gonna hope that we never have to let you unleash the hulk but if someone comes through that door by all means unleash the hulk and destroy everything just make sure no one touches the book and mm. that's what uncle edgar is and that's the crazy part to me because uncle edgar seemed like such an innocent little old man who seems so sad about his little life and then you see him and you're just like god damn mm. that was way more it's, impressive uh, than just what's her name resurrecting everyone and then just oh you needed to have a, a body for every person you resurrect we're like oh we're six you're six bad guys we'll just kill you i'm like really really all right <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I, I definitely see the potential. Oh, sorry. In all this. Sorry. This is the thing I wanted to read. Yeah. Uncle Edgar's why Egypt is a desert. Uncle oh, Egypt's yeah. why there are half the stars there used to be. Motherfucker. Yeah. When you drop lines like that, like, see, so this whole comic to me, this whole last issue, I was so upset. Then when he gave me that one line, I was just like, damn you, Malar, you still got <laughs> You brought me back. Yeah, you want to yeah. know why and where. And yeah, this, is, now, again, this is the overarching theme that we keep coming back to is that the most important characters just did not get enough exactly. of story. Yeah. But one thing, and I want Malar Uncle Edgar's to own arc. He did confirm that there's a there's a sequel. He's writing a sequel to the I Magic want, Order. I want a prequel. I want an <laughs> Uncle Edgar killing, uh, turning Egypt to sand, and uh, destroying, destroying half stars. the stars. Can you? Um, yeah. Yo, sorry, I get goosebumps when I think about how powerful this motherfucker is. But the thing is, this like you know we we talked about how there's certain things in this book that we didn't like. Yeah. However, is this based off of our reactions right now? Did he not do the best job of oh, creating did. a teaser prequel? He, yeah, he like to what he wants to do. Yeah, I'm so upset at the end to you're, say. you're like you're like. <laughs> It, it bugs me, but it bugs me in a good way because at the end of the day, if the plan is to give me more of this, yeah. that's what I well, want. I, I mean, that's it, right? The elevator pitch at the end, I was just like, write a really great story and then at the end, drop it off a cliff so that I have to come back again. Yes. And and, 
And yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's what he I'll, did. I can't even be mad. It's like I'm mad, yeah. but at the same time I can't be mad because this is a business. You are selling comic books. The comic book industry is dying, and you've figured out a way to write a comic book and team up with one of the biggest companies in the world. And now I am desperately waiting for you to continue this universe because I want to know a what happens to Uncle Edgar. I want to know what happens to Cordelia next. Like I don't know if you're going to splinter these off into separate stories or if you're going to focus on one. But daughter. So everyone oh, yes. was supposed to share. Remember how they found the secret lair for uh, where Madame Albany was, like the the theater, the yeah. Charleston, yeah. whatever yeah. theater. After they tortured um, them, and, and, and then they're supposed to each. In order to get in, you have to share your most painful memory. Uh, Cordelia says her painful, most painful one was when her dad sat her down um, to tell her their mom was leaving. Um, Gabriel was like burying my little daughter, yeah. and then the the cannon fodder, their other brother. Uh, his most painful memory was getting caught jerking off to Save by the Bell. By his mom. By his mom. And what was it? I don't want to say who I was jerking off to, but I guess mom didn't ask. I'm like, how is that your most painful memory? I mean, he not le- burying he's let- like all these people Guys, that died. He's led a good life. <laughs> If your most painful privilege memory, life, yeah, yeah. Mean. If your most painful memory is mom catch you jerking off to Slater, well, that's <laughs> hey, it. Could have been Zach. <laughs> sure, I, I mean, whatever. Uh, no, but, what's the Urkel guy on the show? Oh, Screech. Gabriel's <laughs> yeah, exactly. jerking off to Screech. Then I understand that. See, him <laughs> jerking off to Screech is a legit painful memory, and that makes but sense. But we all know it's more, more than likely either Zach or yeah. the principal. You never know. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 I'm oh, not even great. shaming people's taste, but goddamn, if you're a teenage boy and belting was your type, you have some daddy issues, boy. That's, yeah, that oh, is interesting. Terrible. That is some daddy right. issues. Well, I think we summed up the without giving everything away. I think we summed it up. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I think I, there was one more thing I wanted to say, but I just can't remember right well, now. I, I, I don't just, know if I you just, wanted yeah. to. I didn't. I don't know if you want to talk about the like quote unquote self sacrifice scene, but. Yeah. I, I, that self-sacrifice where, cause we said at the end, Gabriel, the Venetian, um, like the, the, the spell to bring people back from the dead, you have to sacrifice someone. Yourself. Yeah. Uh, no, somebody. Oh, someone. Yeah. So, so here's the thing also in the order, the Netflix show, it's confusing to me why Netflix did this because they're taking <laughs> so many aspects. Now that I read this, I'm like, yeah. they took so many aspects from this and put it in a TV show. So, uh, one thing that's, uh, common in, in the show is every magic has a price yeah so of course the bigger the magic the more so usually if you just cut yourself and a little drop of blood before you do a spell that's usually enough yeah. but the bigger magic like bringing someone back from the dead or getting the most powerful book and being the most powerful wizard yeah. require you to sacrifice somebody close to you or yeah. somebody who means that much more so yeah yeah infinity like stone souls stole stone yeah. gem style like all that that yeah that, yeah and that's a theme throughout all stories right you the, the yeah. biggest sacrifice reaps the biggest reward Mm. Right, but the thing that and and that's why at the end of this one, you know, I don't feel bad for Gabriel, but I do feel bad for Gabriel because the biggest reward was, was bringing his daughter back, but the to biggest stay, to, to be with the his mo- her mother, yeah, uh, who, who because she, she was part of the whole thing. Every they decided, screw her, we're gonna trap her <laughs> in a book. Yeah. By the way, trapping someone in a book, yeah, it's, it's so dope. Nurtures you can probably like endure. Yeah, like I'm trapped in this book's story forever. Yeah. Yeah, you're just going to live that life. 
But, but I, I, I find that very cool. I, I found that stuff really cool. Yeah, I will agree with you though, Dave. You were saying I want to see what happens with the daughter. I don't know if the daughter is going to be okay with the fact that I, I mean, happened. she's probably going to be she's going to be sad that her dad had to sacrifice himself to bring her back. Obviously, she's probably going to always feel guilty that he had to do that to bring her back because she initially killed herself technically with the wand because she's not going to see it as her dad left the wand in a place that she shouldn't she's see it. Even though, if you ask me gun control laws again mm. you know if if you leave the gun out and the kid kills himself that's a kid you know it's not the kid's fault it's your fault but anyways but the mother being gone is probably what will make her uh is interesting possibly turn if, probably be angry but if they never let her see the mother again that's what that's what that's what the question is but for me all i see is this the future Edgar versus daughter that's what i because i'm expecting the daughter to be basically even stronger than her dad because of this yeah and in which case i'm saying it edgar versus i wish i knew her name but edgar versus daughter so edgar versus uh gabriel juniorette yeah there we can say that for now yeah well anyway there's definitely a lot left to be desired but overall i think you know this was definitely a good read it was good read yeah okay guys we gotta get in. i mean I don't, I don't know, know if do we, we should time? even have time to do our next segment because we went an hour and a half on this. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I, so, I think we could do this in 10 minutes. Uh, no, that's really what I'm wanted. saying. Like, that's oh. going to make it a two-hour episode. Oh. So I don't know if that's... Uh, no, we could skip We it. might have to skip it, unfortunately. Because uh, we, we usually go into another segment called That's Non-Canon. Uh, it was a fun idea, but I think because of how much we talked about this right, one... Right. We'll try and keep it for another time if, yeah, we, if, can, if I can't think of one. Or if we get to another magical yeah. one, we have a, a banked one. But um, I will say this: we are. I mean, we can go into our final thoughts. I, I feel like we've said it, but well, my my, I'll I'll, I'll just be quick. Uh, regardless of what the things that we said, it's definitely a read. Yes, pick it up. Anyone anyone yeah. who likes anything, pick it up. I don't see any restriction on anything. Don't let a kid read it. No, 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 no. Because it's very, is, very, yeah, very, is, very, very vulgar. I don't even and there's think blood and there's nudity and all sorts the of that swearing. Fun yeah, stuff. I don't even know if like if this was TV rated, it's definitely not PG thirteen. Oh, I think it's rated R. Yeah, to this do this justice, rated. you'd have to do it rated yeah. R because of the amount of blood. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, in in short, this is definitely a pickup read, regardless of the things that we said. Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid four point five, to be quite honest, because other because the only thing that didn't make this a five was the pacing. Yeah, for me. But the thing is. After all that thought to get at the, the the things that took away from me, the pacing, the predictability at the end. However, because of the fact that at the end of the book, the only thing I kept on thinking was I want a prequel about Edgar and I want to continue reading these stories about all these other characters. Yeah. Regardless of those things that made me not like the book, I really liked it. So I'm getting a solid four. Yeah, four point five. I'm gonna get a four point five. Uh, also because everything else flowed great. The the art was phenomenal. <laughs> Um, like I just wanted more and yeah. the, the dialogues were absolutely great. Like it's great. That's how, that's why I'm putting it. Toby, what are you feeling? Um, everything we talked about, everything Dave just said, hundred percent agree with, um, that score is a little too high in my opinion, based on the fact that it did leave us wanting more mm -hmm. from what was told. Um, I do not care for a matter of Albany. Matter of fact, they, they did have several attempts to make her seem interesting, like her asking her shapeshifter to turn into someone she can have sex with, yeah. and he turns into her, and she has sex with herself, which, all right, cool. Nice little <laughs> nice attempt no, at a shock. Right, yeah, 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 narcissistic. Uh, narcissistic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I would have definitely liked yeah. 
I would have definitely liked more of, you know how they gave us a bit more of a history on Cordelia and flashbacks and how she went back in time just because she could and, you know, to see her grandfather and stuff like that and all the little adventures (laughs) that she had. She gave him her business card. (laughs) Yeah. Or she like, you know, trapped herself in uh, a mental hospital sort of garb and like performed a magic trick in front of kids at the school, jumped off the roof of a building into an oil drum that explodes. And then the principal's like, oh my God, we're all going to jail. But then she appears and she's like, nah, I'm here. Like I just did a magic trick. Um, So I would have liked that more for Gabriel, not just talking about the past that happened. Or seeing his daughter die, but just seeing like who he was as a kid, like to really, really understand why the loss of his daughter was that hard. Like I get losing your daughter is that hard, and you do anything to bring her back. Yeah. But doing something that evil. Yeah. And like killing your own family. Yeah, yeah. Sacrificing that many people. I mean, yeah, we're, we're not parents, we're, so yeah, it's if hard you, to judge. That's a, that's but a thing. I don't think I wouldn't kill five like members know, of my yeah, own yeah. family to yeah, bring yeah, one. Yeah, person yeah I, I know. Back. What if you accuse those people of the reason why she's dead? That's 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 that was why, the, that's why I felt yeah. you're the reason why she's dead because you left you left the key. Yeah, yeah but you're key. not gonna. You're never gonna. You know, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, but you're not gonna think that way. But you're not gonna. Happens. You're not gonna put the blame on yourself. It's Plus, only who knows if he's dead. He could. He by definition, he could come back if they continue to make this story. He could come back at any time. Oh, the, da- sure. the daughter, for all you know, she'll be like, "Oh, hi, little baby, clunk." Yeah. Mm. No, but I, I know exactly what Toby's saying. But at the same time, like the shock of the situation, it combined with other things, is probably something that led him to be like, "Well." It, it, they won't let me bring her back. It's just like, yeah, but she died in the first place because of you. Yeah, but they won't let me bring her back. Yeah, you're not listening to the beginning of my sentence. She isn't uh-huh. here because of what you did. But they won't let me bring her back. Oh, okay. He's not. He And that's the thing. Like, in his head, it's probably the situation playing out as in, well, no one's helping me bring her back. And it's just like, yeah, but dude, it's your fault she's dead. And he's ignoring that part. And he's saying, yeah. yeah. Not that we're trying to change your score or your mind, but we're just saying, like, that that mm. our perspective, like, my perspective, similar to, to Dave, is. Dave's in that aspect. Yeah, he's yeah, not going to. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Um, no, it did feel rushed to me, very yeah. rushed. And I because I like Mark Millar, I'm kind of torn in that aspect because of story. It's just. It's just a big world that I wish was more fleshed out, but I guess maybe he just had a six issue order and decided to put the best he could in it. Yeah. Uh, but based on that, I'm going to give it a 3.5 out of five for an awesome read and only taking the 1.5 away because it just wasn't the characters that should have been fleshed out weren't. And the ones yeah. that were, we didn't really, I didn't really care for. Um, 3.75. I was going to correct mine to four actually after having heard that or 4.5. Two five something. Okay, like yeah, it's a matter of three point seven. Because I realize I'm like four point five <laughs> is pretty high. So uh, no, not not to, not even to match it. I just realized after I'm like no, because one is greatness and one is not greatness. So like it's All not right. greatness. So yeah, I, I go to the four. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm giving it three point seven five. Yeah, everything we said, every uh, you know, it starts and I said it at the beginning. It's one of those things where you know we we call them arcs because they arc, right? Mm. That's the whole point. Yep. There's a peak and then it comes down. This one felt like it was build up, build up, build up, build up, build up, and then a cliff jump. And I, I keep saying that because that's really how I felt when I was reading it. Everything was building up. It was, And it's a steep build up, too. It's like everything's super, super, super fast. And then we get to, like, issue five. And a, like you said, halfway through five, it starts to, like, it peaks. And then we're just like, oh, this is what's going on. And then I felt like I just jumped off and free dived off the cliff. And I just saw the story go by as I went towards the ground. And then the story hits me with, boom, 
This is the end. Mom's in a book. Yeah. Kids being raised by Regan, who's been brought back from the dead. Dad's giving the keys of the the you know the empire to sis Edgar. I don't know. I'm not getting anything else. <laughs> I, I saw Edgar turn into essentially a god, and then I got that door closed on me too quickly. And and then yeah, and then you know that dad's dead, and that just felt it felt oh, abrupt. And apparently there are five families. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 still can't get over that part. Yeah, like you know, so I mean, three point seven five. The art exceptional. I mean, it gets like right. I would I would almost give it three just on the art alone. But you know, the 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 art and the writing combined definitely really good. And I just think that at the end of the day, um, this did feel a little rushed. It felt like you know we've we've said this. It felt like something that was written so that Netflix could turn into a series. And based on what Toby's been saying, they did. They turned the order. They took the ideas. And Imagine me. that's like the reveal. At I the really end of hope season one of the order. They're just like, oh, so now we're gonna fast forward to now. And yeah, I really hope that. Well, this is kind of like witches versus werewolves. Actually, it's uh, a different. Okay. It's weird. Oh, okay, it's completely okay. different. Okay. It's werewolves. Yeah. But, so uh, yeah, but it's actually written. I don't know if you ever saw the show Van Helsing. Yeah. I mean, I know the, the one that's on Netflix as well. Yeah, it's it's the same writers as Van Helsing. Because oh, right. Van Helsing is like on Netflix too. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like they took inspiration from this, and I wonder what Mark Millar really. Because I, I looked it up to try to see if there's any link or any connections. I googled it and said there's nothing coming up for either yeah. of them being linked in any way. I think they just but got I announced that. Someone that's not that. Yeah. Well, guys, that's that's it. That's the whole show. I mean, this was a wild one. We went really long, but yeah. I, I think we 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 we've done this before. Whenever we get into something that we genuinely really like, we end up talking right. about them a lot. And yeah. I think you know that if anything, the fact that we were kind of you know jokingly shitting on it at the beginning kind and went of went on for like an hour and a half. Yeah, it speaks a lot. That, to yeah, it. yeah, yeah. We you know, and but once again, this is why this is one of those reasons why we kept saying. If you guys really want to to read this one before listening to this episode, we understand because we genuinely want you guys to read this yeah. one. Actually, if anything, uh, by the time you're listening to this, we've already posted about this episode the week before to let you know, read this one yeah. specifically before listening to this one. Yeah. Um, but that's it, guys. Uh, anything you want to say if sign off? Uh, well, no, just, uh, if you want to see any of my stuff, you can go to, uh, www.square-idea.com and or follow me through Instagram at Merck underscore with that's W-I-T-T-A underscore mouth. And, uh, yeah, just fun stuff to find there. Toby. Uh, same as usual. You can find me on Instagram at, at that fit dude. Man, my latest post that I posted is breaking records, bro. It's like over Is that the one where you're working out shirtless to, uh, to a theme? Yeah, no, I wonder that's my story. Oh, that's in that's, your story. That's my story. How many likes are the, the latest the picture I posted has uh, my location as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Dojo. Oh, that's funny. And, oh, no. uh, and I think I have like 113 likes. This is probably my most uh, most liked photo in a yeah, very long time. I'm so. telling you, if you change your hashtag to the Adonis, it's going to go even higher. <laughs> no, that's, that's, almost, that's almost more like conceited than that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so guys, you know the usual stuff. Hit us up on franklinarmstrong.com. If you follow us on social media, you already know the tag, at a strong Franklin. And uh, all things Geektastic and That's Canon and Running With Wolves and K&M Podcast and The Morning Detour, because those are all the shows we have. Four podcasts and one radio show, all available on franklinarmstrong.com. You can follow us on Facebook also. It's Franklin Armstrong, D-O-T-C-O-M. Guys, that's everything. That's it. That's all. Thank you so much for tuning into this one. We'll be back with another issue soon. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Peace off.